is our week in the Ouija. Hello and welcome to Week in the Ouija. I'm Natalie Crawford. And I am the one and only Kerry Ann Doherty. This week in the Ouija, the glitz and glam of the Scottish Music Awards hits Glasgow. A group of mums from across Glasgow and the West have come together to demand better access to medical cannabis for their sons. And we are being encouraged to give the gift of life and donate blood this Christmas. And a campaign to encourage pubs and clubs in Glasgow to provide cups with lids to prevent spiking gathers momentum. All that and so much more on this week's Week in the Weege. A very warm hello to you and welcome to Week in the Weege. I mean, I'm enjoying this Week in the Weege, are you? Oh aye, I'd have preferred it if it's Week in the Wedge. Aye, or a Week in Barbados. This is a Week in the Weege. Hello you. <laughs> How you doing? That bit where he says Week in the Wedge, that gets me every I time. I it's so funny. How's your week been? Yeah, not bad, what about you? Welcome. First of all, I know you've done this with Colin, but you've never done it with me before. And I am the official Weege. You are the Weege. In a week in the Weege. Forever in the Weege is our Kerry Ann. Do you feel like you're being joined with royalty? <laughs> so quickly moving on to our first story. The Scottish Music Awards were in Glasgow on Saturday night. And I was there on the red carpet what? interviewing all the stars. I felt like royalty. Did you win anything? No, unfortunately not. Susan Boyle did. She was inducted into the Scottish Music Hall of Fame. So was Annie Lennox. Snow Patrol got Artist of the Year, which kind of perplexed me because I'm not actually sure has Snow Patrol released anything in the last year. When was the last time Snow Patrol? Last thing I remember from Snow Patrol was that Chasing Cars. Is that theirs? Uh huh. That is Snow Patrol. But anyway, they get given Artist of the Year. And the awards were hosted by Sanjeev Kohli, who we all know as Navid and Still Game. You got there. I did. I was like, oh, mind blank, mind blank, mind blank. The last time we spoke about Sanjeev Kohli on Week in the Week, Colin decided to just slip in there that he plays football. He plays fives with Sanjeev Kohli. I was like, I all right, Colin. I don't believe that. Do you not? Is it a picture? Not one that I've ever no, seen. Not having it. But. Anyway, Sanjeev, if you're listening, because we know you are, because everyone listens, tweet us in a picture. Yeah, we want to know, do you play football with Colin Stone? But this is what Sanjeev had to say to me when I caught up with him on the red carpet at the Scottish Music Awards. I asked him about hosting the awards and I also asked him about Still Game and their run at the Hydro next year. Yeah, no, I've done this. This is my third year now. Um, and the year before that, I attended as a punter and I really loved it. It's one of those things, isn't it, where you can, if you, if you can recycle enjoyment and musical talent into a worthwhile cause, then everyone's a winner, baby, that's for sure. Um, I love my music, I love my Scottish music, I just love being here. The fact that I'm hosting the thing is a bonus. I mean, I remember the first year I did it, just the way the stage was set up, I was kind of like, it was a bit weird, there was no exit strategy for me, so I ended up being on the stage with all the bands, and I felt like I was in every single band. It was like being at Live Aid, but in all the bands. So that was a wonderful experience. Bit bigger this year, um, but then it had to be. Which is a good sign for Nordoff Robbins. It means that more money going in the coffers. Um, but it is a great, great night. And I kind of associate it with the start of Christmas as well now. So I'm feeling right Christmassy. So that'll be good. Obviously, I couldn't let you go without asking. You'll be returning to the stage across the road next year. How are you feeling about that? Looking forward to it? I am, but I, I don't know when I'll start getting nervous about it because I don't know what the show is yet. We've done it twice already. I mean, when I did it the first time, that was my first theatre show. So plenty to be nervous about then. Done it a couple of times though. But what is really, really, really encouraging is is that you've got like a, a room, I say a room, 10,000 people all willing you to do well. 
you know, so you feed off that goodwill and you kind of go wrong. Obviously, like you said, it was the third time you've been at the Hydro. Have Greg and Ford not alluded to any kind of what the show will be like? I don't know if they know. I'm scared to ask. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's sitting there, you know, it's sitting there in my diary. I know it's there in the autumn, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to find out as well. Are we in space? Are we on fire? Are we under the sea? I don't know. So we'll wait and see. I'm a wee bit concerned for Sanjeev because he's, he's not had a script yet. Maybe he's not invited. Do you think he even knew he was on the red carpet? He didn't seem to know much there. <laughs> maybe he's not even, maybe he's not even getting on. A good guy, isn't he? Yes, he's a funny, funny, funny man. Um, so who else won anything? So Susan Boyle, like I said earlier, she got inducted into the Scottish Music Hall of Fame. She also performed for Subo, the- <laughs> Subo, Subo. She also made a return to the public stage for the first time in years. And I was able to grab a wee quick chat with her as well. And when I say quick, I mean it was very quick. Listen, Let's hear. listen to this. I'm very nervous. You get nervous at events like this. But it's excitable nervous, good nerves, you know. And it feels very surreal, you know, to be here. Obviously, you're nominated for an award tonight. How does that feel? I'm very humbled. I appreciate it. And it's such a it's for such a good cause as well. Such a great music charity, Nordoff Robin. Not of Robins. It's a very special night for them too. It's the 25th anniversary. Congratulations to them. Thank you very much, Susan. I appreciate it. Yep. Isn't she cute? Lovely. That was it. So that was um, Susan Boyle there at the Scottish Music Awards on the red carpet. I also spoke to Amy McDonald and Snow Patrol, which was pretty cool, even though I'm not really sure what they've done this year. Do you know, my boyfriend is absolutely convinced that he works out in the same gym as Amy McDonald because he quite likes her. And oh. um, I came on saying, well, why don't you just go and ask her? And he's like, say what? Are you Amy McDonald? I'm like, well... Instead of coming home and telling me, I'm sure I saw Amy McDonald today. She's gone blonde. Ooh. She's copying me. That's what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's she's after Christopher. Mm-hmm. No, uh, 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 uh. no, we'll be seeing about that, Amy. It's a week in the Ouija. Now, dozens of parents from across Glasgow and the West whose kids have chronic epilepsy have come together to demand immediate access to medical cannabis. It was legalised earlier this year, but they say it's so restricted their kids could die before they're given a prescription. They're calling on the Scottish Government to step in and make whole plant cannabis oils available now. Lisa Quarrow's six-year-old son, Cole, has had brain surgery and could need more. She says time is running out for him. He's kind of not bothered with life in general now. When I say to him, do you want this? Do you want to do this? Even do you want to go and buy a present? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Nothing's, you know, his zest's gone. Um, and he was such a happy wee soul. And he is still kind of getting up every day and he gets on with it. But I can see him massively deteriorating every minute um, of every day and it's it's really difficult. Um, and my other son, who's nine, he's became quite withdrawn. Um, I had a meeting at school yesterday and they were basically saying to me, you know, they've noticed a huge difference in him. He's kind of struggling to concentrate. He is very down on himself, um, which is uh, quite uh, um, nerve-wracking. So um, I feel like... It's not just Cole, it's all of us. Um, I've had to take time off my work. My work have been amazing. Um, Cole's missing days in school, if not, he's going in late. Um, Dylan's missing days at school. It's three weeks today to Christmas, and um, usually I'm a big November tree up, um, still playing Christmas songs in November. The, pe- the folk, the annoying folk that um, 
the folk that annoy everybody else, Co had to beg me to put the tree up because I was just, I'm just so depressed that I can't think of Christmas. I haven't bought a Christmas present yet. We usually have our Christmas jumpers and all that kind of stuff. I haven't done anything like that. For me, Christmas this year, it's just, it doesn't feel right. I've got two wee boys that are dead excited about Santa and I can't snap out of the fact that I'm watching my son deteriorate and I don't even know if he'll be able to walk by Christmas. And one of the things that Cole's asked for for Christmas is football stuff because he's football daft. He wants messy ball and messy goals and football boots. And I'm thinking, my wee boy can't even walk without getting held up. And these Christmas presents are going to be something that I don't even know Benny used to him by Christmas. It's abs- that's just absolutely heartbreaking to have to sit and listen to what Lisa has to say about Cole. I was at the, the launch of this Parents Against Hope campaign earlier this week and they showed a, a video um, of all their, their kids and, and their medical issues and Honestly, Kerry Ann, I was in tears. I was in absolute tears. It's just heartbreaking. I mean, I can't even imagine what, you know, Lisa's gone through, never mind Cole, the poor wee soul. I know. Um, um, medical cannabis is a funny one. You know, there's there's obviously so many people out there who believe it's, or hope that it's the answer to their prayers, but I just worry that we're jumping in with two feet to something that's maybe not had as much testing as, you know, ordinary paracetamol and cocodamol and everything else has had to go through so I'm not really sure about this one. The thing is is what the, the mums that that were at this launch were explaining is wholesale plant cannabis, whole plant cannabis is already on sale and is already available to be prescribed in Holland so some of them are actually having to take time off work fundraise thousands and thousands of pounds and they're taking their kids over to Holland to see doctors in Holland who are prescribing them but it's costing them an absolute fortune and it's not sustainable and the ones that are able to do that the ones that have the funds to do that are seeing a difference it is reducing their kids seizures quite dramatically uh, obviously earlier this year the Scottish government did make cannabis legal to be prescribed in Scotland but what these mums are saying is it's just not happening quick enough and there's too much red tape they're going to have to jump through so many hoops and all, all this different you know paperwork just to try and keep their children healthy and one of the things that Lisa said to me which really struck a chord with me is that she actually used to be a police officer she was a police officer for 10 years and she had it drummed into her drugs are bad drugs are bad drugs are bad and, she, and she called it brainwashing. She was like, we've been convinced for years that drugs are these terrible, horrible things when in actual fact, some of them do have good, positive benefits and the United Kingdom is just so far behind all these other countries that are opening their eyes to to the benefits that you can get from it. I don't think there's any doubt, you know, if some countries are allowing it to be legal already, then obviously there's something there that they see that we perhaps haven't seen yet. I suppose the the, the only positive we can take from this is that, you know, we've, we've started down that path. We, we are starting to allow it. And if this is going to be the answer to their prayers, then, you know, we're going the right direction for them. A week in the week. Now, a Glasgow student's asking us to give the gift of life this Christmas by donating blood. The NHS says 470 people will need to donate every single day this month just to keep supplies at a good level. Here's 23-year-old Gemma. A little bit out of your day to give blood, but at the end of the day, you're giving someone else back the rest of their life and an opportunity to get better and recover from what could be a detrimental illness. 
There's a lot of young people out there. There's a lot of older people out there who really want to live life to its full potential and are hindered by an illness or an infection that requires them to be given a blood transfusion or any kind of other treatment. I have got my entire life back just the way it was before um, I took on well, and that's all because of a blood donation. Um, and if that hadn't happened, then I probably would never have recovered to the same extent that I have. I wasn't able to walk at that point, use my hands, um, I lost my memory. I really had no social life and I was restricted to just being bed bound and having nurses look after me 24-7. So really, I have got my entire life back. Well, what can I say? From one strong woman to another, isn't she just phenomenal? Absolutely. And 470 people a day, what a statistic. That is, it's, it's mind-boggling. I don't even know if I know 470 people. No, I know. But that that is across Scotland. One of the things I think as well that NHS we're seeing is Tuesday is typically one of their big donation days that's that's the day that the most people come to donate blood and christmas this year falls on a tuesday and that's really going to hit supplies so they're quite worried about you know when will the next time be that people donate it's quite frightening isn't it yeah 400 470 people a day to keep supplies topped up have you ever given blood i haven't no i have i have to be honest and hold my hands up and say i haven't either um i registered so I made the move um, probably about a year ago I registered and every month I get a little letter through my door saying this is where we're collecting blood, can you come? And I've just never went. Is it timing? Is it fear? It's timing. However, I did find out this week that apparently in the city centre of Glasgow there's a place where you can donate all the time. So oh, really? A lot of the places, you know, they send out a letter and say, we're coming to your town and it's like a pop-up shop mm-hmm. type thing where they come and collect it. But there's a place in the town, I'm not quite sure where it is, um, I think it's round about where the Apple shop is. So I want right, to say okay. right bang in the middle of the town where you can just pop in. I don't know if it's normal 95 hours yeah. or whatever. But it's there all yeah. the time. So now that I know that, you know. Yeah. I have to say for me, it's a bit of fear. I, I, I feel like I make up excuses because when I was first eligible to start um donating blood I got tattoos and you can't um donate blood if you've your inks like a year with within a year of getting a tattoo and I was going oh, I can't have had I've just had a tattoo I've just had a tattoo but I think it is just me you know grandstanding a wee bit because I am a wee bit afraid of needles but I don't think there is anything to be afraid of and I think this idea you know that you could be saving the life of somebody like Gemma should just be enough to get you up off the sofa out from under your desk and just go and do it maybe um, we should do go together hold yeah, each other's hands we? yeah let's do it make a story out of it if Next anyone wants time. to come and join us you're more than welcome <laughs> we've got <laughs> a model support or even donate yourself we'll be happy I know. next time in week in the weed you'll hear all about that i mean i'm enjoying this week in the weed are you oh i i'd have preferred it if it's week in the wedge Aye, or a week in Barbados. Now, believe it or not, a plastic lid is all it takes to stop your drink being spiked. No. Promise you, I was there. <laughs> they told me. I don't think they were lying. Well, do you know what? Today, Police Scotland, they backed a campaign to have these little plastic lids made available in Glasgow's pubs and clubs. Um, it was started by a young girl who I was talking to. Her name is Cara Tevin. She's 21 and she's from Air. She started a campaign called Girls Against Spiking and it was because one of her best friends was spiked and that best friend now won't leave the house or go on a night out 
because of it and it's pretty much ruined her life. Well, the reason that I set up the Facebook campaign was because one of my friends was spiked um, and she said that she was too scared to drink outside the house. Um, so I thought if it could happen to her, it could happen to anybody. It happened really close to home to me. So loads of people must know someone that's been spiked, so that's why I set it up. And what's it like? I mean, it, it seems quite simple. Can you believe it is, that it took someone to be spiked? It's an incredibly simple idea and I honestly thought somebody would have said by now, this has already been done somewhere, um, but it hasn't. And I think it's daft because it's literally so obvious. It's just a barrier method. Isn't she lovely? She is so nice and what an amazing thing to do for our friend as well, to try and, you know, put it at ease again after what's a horrible... I've had my drink spiked myself and it honestly was the most horrendous thing ever. And you know what the really frustrating thing was? It, it was a night out I wasn't even drinking on. Somebody spiked my lemonade. Like Really? Uh-huh. Seriously. Were you okay? Um, I mean, yes and no. So it was in, in a nightclub in Glasgow, which actually isn't there anymore. Um, Quite early on in the evening, I started feeling absolutely horrendous. Went to the toilet, woke up about half past three with a bouncer banging on the toilet door, telling me to wake up and get out. Had no recollection of what had happened the previous four hours. Thank God it was a toilet I passed out in and not a street or, you know, the back of a taxi or somewhere like that and managed to get myself out and get a taxi and get myself home. But I knew it had been spiked because I wasn't even drinking. It's honestly the most horrendous thing. And I completely agree with Cara. It boggles my brain that this isn't something that's already on offer. Well, see, when I got the call about, um, you know, this Girls Against Spike and the police were back in their campaign, I was expecting to go along. It was at Strathclyde Union, by the way, which was quite cool. I was expecting to go along and see some sort of contraption. Uh, I don't know, drinks changing colours. I have no idea what I was expecting. I got there and basically it's the lid of a McDonald's cup. That is what they're asking yeah. people to do is basically when you hand someone vodka, coke, a pint, whatever it may be, you just put this little McDonald's cup lid on the top. That's it. It's a little, maybe I shouldn't say McDonald's, other fast food outlets are available. <laughs> <laughs> Burger King, KFC, I don't know. drinks lid. Basically, just this little plastic film yeah. lid sits on the top, your straw goes in the middle, no drinks being spiked here. They also have a little thing that goes in your bottle, you know, if you like a, a Wicked or a, a beer or something like that, and it stops it and it just seems so easy. That doesn't have to happen to people. No, it's an, it's an absolutely horrendous thing to go through. And I mean, thankfully I got over mine quite quickly, but Cara's poor friend there, it's just... just need. No, I've never been spiked myself. I don't want to be spiked myself. I know it sounds horrible. I can't believe it still happens. And I can't believe that something to stop it is so simple, yet pubs and clubs aren't doing it. So, Glasgow, pubs and club owners, get on it. Come on now. This is a week in the Ouija. Well, that almost brings us to the end of the show. But before we go, it's time to find out how good our geography is as we play Where in the Weech. Yeah, you played this with Colin. How did you go on? Dreadful. Dreadful. D- did he give you the clues? Yes. Right. Okay. However, he then took me through the clues from your week, the week before. And I can't believe you never got your one. Uh, I'm it's the pressure, Natalie. It's the it pressure. Is. It is. It's been put on the spot. I'm absolutely horrendous at this and I think I'm going to have to like change this end segment to something else that I'm good at. Um, but anyway, you are back in the hot seat as it's your your first week in the wage with me. With you. With me. Not your first week in the wage. The first week in the wage with me. I if- feel like I'm under so much more pressure though because I actually live in Glasgow. 
Like, surely I should know where know. these places well, I mean, are. It's Glasgow in the West. I don't live too far outside of Glasgow. Yeah, but, you're in the West. But this, I'm in the West. You're the Glasgow and I'm the West. And yes. We, together we complete the whole <laughs> geographical area. If this is your, your first time listening to Week in the Week, basically what happens is we get three clues. If you get the place right on the first clue, you get three points. On the second clue, it's two. And on the first clue, it's one. There's a running tally and I'm being beat by everyone. That's that's really you <laughs> caught up. You don't need to listen to the next, the last eighteen episodes. To be episodes. fair, though, I think if you were to give me anywhere in the and west, I wouldn't get it. Well, this is somewhere in the Glasgow and portion. So, okay, this place is one of the big four post-war areas in Glasgow. Kerryan, where am I? Oh my goodness. I did modern studies, not history. Same. That's why we're journalists. <laughs> Post-war. I'm going to say... Wait, that means it was created after the war, doesn't it? Well, it can't be Clybank then because... It's one the of, of the big four post-war areas. It might have been there before the war, but it was certainly redeveloped after it. Made bigger, better, shinier. Goodness me, Greenock. No. It was part of the parish of New Kilpatrick before becoming a parish in its own right in 1923. Old Kilpatrick? New Kilpatrick. I'm at Old Kilpatrick's a place. That was my answer. No. (laughs) Okay. If you live here, your postcode will begin G15. From Chapel? Yes! No way! Hometown, specially picked and crafted clues for you. This and it used to week. be called Newcastle Patrick. So it was part of the parish of Newcastle Patrick. So like way back in like the 18th and 19th century, every, everywhere was like a parish because it was the churches that controlled the land. So Drum Chapel was part of the parish of Newcastle Patrick before it became a parish in its own right in 1923. I had absolutely no idea about that. I was so close as well because I was kind of guessing yeah, Clyde like Bank. Clyde Bank and. Oh, yeah, you were de- you were in the right area, so... I know, Patrick's just down... Oh, Aye. God. But you got a point. Oh, I got it in the third clue, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, uh-huh. Yes. So, you're... Where's you're, that? Is that is that me bottom of the, the point it. list now? I smart. have a point. No, I'm bottom of the points list. Are you? Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I've won against anybody. Well, next week, I am going to pick somewhere easy in the and west area for you. Oh, I'd appreciate that. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. A Week in the Week is a Radio Clyde News production. For the latest around the clock, follow on Twitter at Radio Clyde News. Well, that brings us to the end of today's Week in the Week. You'll be glad to hear. Join us again. Don't say ne- that. They'll never come back. <laughs> Please come back next week and listen to Kerry Ann and I talk more about the wonderful, wonderful news coverage that Clyde News provides. Natalie talks me with the subtitles. Oh wait, it can't be subtitles. Don't be. <laughs> no, this is the radio. <laughs> Kenny Ann, do you know where you are? Mm. Don't forget <laughs> to follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes, and I mean, I'll be here next week, but I'm not sure about this. You know? <laughs> I don't even know how I'm getting home tonight. <laughs> what day is this? 